Welcome to episode two of the Loud Noises podcast with Karis Louder. That's me. I uh, have been working on several projects. Working on my car, got new tires, new wheels, working on the brakes, changed the brake pads for the first time. That was exciting. It's it's satisfying to do your own work, do your own maintenance. Uh, it only took me about an hour, an hour and a half. But now, every time I stop or stop hard, I know I, I played a part in that. It's uh, it's very satisfying. I highly recommend it. Brake pads are much easier than than you think. I also have this ongoing motorcycle project in my garage. It's a 1980 Honda CB750 uh, that I got in a trade. The bike's in brutal condition. The engine appears to be all good, uh, and uh, the carburetors are fine. Uh, I have to basically completely rewire the entire motorcycle and uh, rebuild the braking system and all that. And it's uh, it's one of those things where I get 10-15 minutes. I go out and I uh, you know screw something in somewhere. And that's all I can do. So I'm hoping one of these days I can get out and actually, you know, spend an hour or two hours out there really getting into it. Uh, hopefully, you know, one of these days I'll have a, a motorcycle to ride and be able to show off some pictures on social media and whatnot. But uh, that's why it's called a project. This episode is uh, brought to you brought to all of us by Sanita Athletics, sanitaathletics.com. Uh, f- this company is based in Arizona. The the athletic wear is for women, girls, it's 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 seriously the best stuff. It's it's affordable. It's designed and created by former Division 1 track athletes. Uh, so these these ladies know what they're doing. They honestly are the sharpest most comfortable athletic apparel that you can buy anywhere and it's all under 45 bucks don't go spend 90 dollars on some crazy uh cheap flimsy running capris when you can go to sanitaathletics.com enter in promo code l-o-w-d promo code loud get 10 percent off your order you're going to be paying Next, to, you're going to be paying half what you'd be paying at uh, the bigger brands, and you're going to get something that's more comfortable, something that's that's more practical. You're going to get pockets in your running capris. You're going to get uh, a tank tops that fit you right. Uh, seriously, go to go to SanitaAthletics.com, enter promo code LOUD, L-O-W-D, and uh, you know get some free shipping. Uh, you know, buy your girlfriend something nice, buy yourself something great. I highly recommend it. Today's uh, episode, I chat with Alfredo Moreno. He uh, he's a friend of mine, a coworker. I've known him for almost five years. Alfredo is uh, one of the smartest people I know. He's he's a brilliant guy. He spent ten years at the University of New Mexico in athletics, working with their track and field team, uh, and eventually becoming the uh, sports information director for the football team. And um, I'm sure our pa- our paths crossed at some point. Uh, before I came here to Oregon, uh, but we, uh, you know, finally got to know each other when I moved here, and uh, he's a super great guy. We uh, have some interesting talk about uh, sports, about TV shows, and uh, I had a great time. Here's my chat with Alfredo Moreno.
thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, first time, long time. Is that uh, would that be accurate for me to say at this yeah. point? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's an honor well, to be you. on the uh, on the podcast. Um, we've worked together for almost five years since basically since I came here to Portland. That sounds about right. Um, you've been here how long? Uh, I've been here a little over five years, so this is my sixth year. Um, yeah. And you came from the world of sports information. I was, yes. Now dubbed Athletics Communications. Ad- athletics Communications. So you were the SID at New Mexico for several years, right? For Correct. Like, I was there for 10 years. 10 years, yeah. Intern and then up to Assistant Sports Information Director. Um, where did... Where did your love for sports and, and stuff come from? Was that just something you grew up with? or? Um, my mother has no interest in sports. <laughs> um, my father is a sports event fan. Um, and he sports enjoy- event fan, meaning? He enjoys attending events, but couldn't tell you who was on the field or gotcha. <laughs> the nuances of the games. Uh, he's, he's definitely a fan of the uh, pregame festivities in the parking lot. Um, my grandmother is a uh, diehard sports fan and the most knowledgeable sports fan I know. Uh, really? She's uh, 91 years old, lives in Houston, Texas. And if it, was, uh, if it was socially acceptable in her time for a woman to have a job of sports information director, she would have been a perfect fit. So, What are her teams? Uh, well, she's the one who sadly, um, fortunately, sometimes uh, saddled me with, with all the Houston uh, sports teams. Um, <laughs> I'm not a Houston Rockets fan. I'm just not a huge NBA guy. But uh, Houston Astros, Houston Oilers, now Texans. That's my grandmother's teams. Um, she also is a big fan of any high school player out of Houston who goes on to do uh, good things elsewhere. Andrew Luck being a prime example. So she's loyal Houston Everything. Houston through and through, um, and she can find a reason to root for any two teams in America who are playing each other based on some very intimate or very distant personal tie to one of the universities. Uh, my great aunt's uh, nephew went to Belmont, so I will root for the Bears today <laughs> over so-and-so in the NCAA Did tournament. Did you inherit any of that That you know, finding a love of some random team because of some random fact? Uh, you know, I say I love random teams. Yes, well, yeah, based on, uh, first of all, based on mascots. Love mascots. <laughs> the funnier ones, the better. Um, you know, the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette, one of my favorites. Um, and then anybody who's got an interesting alum, um, uh, an old coworker of mine is now the SID at uh, UT Chattanooga, okay. alma mater of Dennis Haskins, better known as Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell. There you go. <laughs> so I just, every time they're in the tournament, they're the fighting Beldings to me. So <laughs> so speaking of the tournament, it's yep. March. Yep. Uh, this, this, this podcast will go on the air um, during the conference tournaments for some of the, the larger uh, conferences. Mm-hmm. It seems to me, from my experience with you over the last several years, that March Madness is is like your your two-week-long Christmas. Um, <laughs> New Mexico, probably they're not going to make the tournament this year, right? Uh, it'll take they a little to, help from have, above. Right, they have to win the... Did the Mountain West 
conference tournament already happened? Uh, at the time we're recording this, uh, New Mexico plays at 2.30 this afternoon. Okay, so, so we have starts. to actually be out of here pretty soon so that uh, you can catch the game. I may keep an eye on it. Yeah. Um, so they have to win to get in, basically. Right. So what is it about March Madness that you love? Um, you know, it's just that feeling that day one feeling on Thursday when the games start to tip off um, seriously any team can play well and beat another team we've never seen a 16 beat a 1 there's been a few big scares uh, but it's just that uh, you know the big team the upper seeds are nervous in the first rounds they're usually uh, you know they're close to home but they're not at home and just you've got teams from small conferences you've never heard of um uh, i love the ones who have five seniors who have played together for four you know for four years and they're just uh, there's just all kinds of matchup you've got a team like you know Stephen f austin last year who had no starter over you know six five or something like that just uh, contrasting styles and just everything anything is possible on that on the first day and so um, I would say I'm a big fan of the tournament in general, but really those first two days and then the first four days, pretty good. But those first two days are so good with it's, so many games. It's because of the upsets. It's because of the unpredictability, the chaos. Yeah, yeah. It's the upsets. It's, um, you know, the pageantry. If you've never been to an NCAA tournament, I'd, I'd recommend it to anybody, even if no team you care about is nearby. It's just uh, fans travel everywhere. Um, for those, which is really surprising considering you don't know where you're going until four days before you're supposed to book a flight or drive somewhere. So, um, but fans come out and um, it's great. And it's a great place to mingle um, with people from, uh, with rooting interests from all over the country. So let's um, do or die. That to me, that's, that's what I love about the tournament is that, you know, most of the time in conference tournaments, you know, for most of the teams, it is do or die. But you, you, they never really had a chance. Or you know, even if they so if they win, they go to the tournament. You feel like they didn't really deserve it. But like anybody who's in the tournament, you feel like okay, this is your last shot. A lot of these senior kids that have been playing, like you said, some of them have been playing all four years together, and they finally scrape together a tournament run, and now they have this chance at glory. Yeah. Uh, it's it's do or die, and there's nothing really in amateur sports. There's nothing really like that except for maybe the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, which which even now is so corporate and and industrialized. It feels like March Madness is like the last vestige of amateur glory. You know, college football is so huge. Yeah. And pro sports have their playoffs and stuff, but it, it, you know, it's it's a little bit different. It, to me, it's, it seems like college basketball is sort of that last that last nostalgic grasp we have at amateur glory because you can you can get these kids from Stephen S. Stephen F. Austin or or you know Minnesota Tech or whatever right. you know that come in and like well, I think make a run. That's the best thing about the NCAA tournament is most of the time the teams at the end will be the teams with the NBA bodies and the depth and the um, though that usually wins out, but some years. Uh, it's also a tournament of momentum, so teams who get hot um, can play well and keep winning games. And 
Um, unlike football, where really it's just a four-team, uh, well, it is a four-team playoff, but those four teams, you're not going to see the WAC champion or the you know right. Mountain West champion it's usually there. the top there. four teams in the nation. It's going to be the top four teams with the most guys will be in the NFL draft probably the next year. There's no – basketball is still – it's physical, but it's skill enough where teams can match up with each other in – uh, a Stephen F. Austin, a George Mason, a Butler can go all the way deep to the end, and that's pretty unique. Yeah, you know, a team like Butler had some had some big time players and uh, NBA caliber players, but it's a lot of teams that but go we very talking about them during the year. No, there's a lot of teams that go very far with guys who that is probably the highest level they may achieve. So, yeah. I um, I really like I really like the tournament. I I. I've grown out of love of like the whole bracket thing. Yeah. I think it's, it's a good way. It's kind of like fantasy football. It's like a good way to get people involved. But to me, it's, it, it detracts from what really makes it special, which is like these, you know, ragtag group of senior kids beating all of these NBA prospects. And like, I I love that stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, one of the things, uh, being a diehard New Mexico fan, my alma mater, uh, Usually we're on the wrong end of the high seed ups, you know, uh, last few years we've been a three, a four or five and have lost to Harvard, Stanford, uh, whoever else. And there's nothing I despise more than that night or the next morning seeing on Facebook or somebody's message me posted about how New Mexico ruined their bracket. And it's all I can do, the real pain I'm experiencing to You're not. like, oh, I'm so sorry, I ruined you. I was the one responsible for yeah, ruining there's your fake this, predictions. There's nothing more insensitive than talking about your bracket uh, <laughs> when someone's real crazy. team is yeah has just gutted them. So, uh, who do you have? Uh, who do you have in your top? Who do, you, who do you think the final four is this year? Oh, that's a real good question. Um, you know, I will be perfectly honest with you. I don't know who's very good in basketball this year. I'm going to be in years past. I would have a good idea. And then I took, I had a lot of fun in uh, the day after the brackets were released, just pouring over everybody through um, back in the day. Sporting news used to have a good blow by blow. ESPN's done well. Uh, I would get the ESPN insider um, subscription just for that week so i could just go in depth on every team and it was it was to fill out brackets but also just to get really into it um this year you know maybe you know being a father of a you know 18 month old is uh it has taken its toll on on my uh uh, insatiable thirst for basketball knowledge so uh, i'll be honest i'm a little out of the game this year you have to compartmentalize your your yeah I, i have no idea who's good but i will be watching to see who uh who catches my eye? Um, I always take the first two days off uh, from work. Well, I have any of the last four or five years. So, and that's been a lot of fun because I'm pretty well worthless at the office. So, might as well either go home and watch four games at, at the same time without concern, or go around town and you know mingle with other people watching games. So, so uh, you're also we we've had several good conversations about. Uh, movies and TV. I want to talk to you about specifically about TV shows. Um, you know, tournament time, Final Four. If you had to pick 
a Final Four of TV shows. Your your all time Final Four. Mm. Boy. And then we're gonna do we're gonna do a little bracketology and and break it down. Is it just all uh, all comers, no genres? This, no, this is this is your Stephen F. Austin's and your Kentucky's. This okay, every, boy. Your your Final Four. Okay, boy, that is a tough one. Well. I will say I'm I'm gonna split it up kind of evenly because I'm a uh, I'm equal parts a comedy and a kind of drama guy. I I have to put uh, HBO's The Wire on there. Um, the, I'm started watching it for the third time a little bit over the last few months, but um, uh, that would be in my final four. Uh, 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 Breaking Bad has to be in there. Um, my Albuquerque ties uh, keep that in there, and the fact it was awesome. Yeah. Um, you know what? Just I would say, uh, you know, Seinfeld. I'm a huge, huge Seinfeld guy. Um, it's got to be in there. Um, and boy. Number four, and as you think about all the ones you're going to leave out if you don't pick this one right, um, I think it has to be, you know, I've got to give it to The Simpsons. A surprise for, okay. no. even though they've been around for 45 years or whatever, yeah. however long they've been around, uh, and not consistently good all the way through, but man, when they were good, and maybe I was of the right audience mind to embrace everything they were selling, there was nothing better, so... The Simpsons it would be like the Kentucky. Yeah. Like the Kentucky. They're kind the of the Duke, blue. The, they're the blue blood. They're they're you know. But yeah. I'm I, I'm, sh- I'm shocked you left Mad Men out of there. I know. I know you love Mad Men. I do. I do. I've only seen. I haven't. I, you know. I watched uh, the first three seasons f- for a second time to catch up my wife, but um, I, I haven't watched it as often and didn't resonate with me as much as the wire i did love mad men and it was a tough one to leave off but i feel like i, I don't want to slant everything towards all the all the uh the brooding dramas and the but, well i mean but it's your it's your final four man so you've got you've got the number one seed in the wire you've yeah. got the number four seed in the simpsons i think the simpsons would be my number four seed because i just uh i, I waffled uh, i also i love cheers but i don't love the diane years i love okay uh, I love the Kirstie Alley years, right. uh, but the Kirstie Alley years to me, I can go back and watch those episodes and they're just fantastic. I laugh and laugh. Uh, fantastic show. Um, so Seinfeld beats out. Cheers the Seinfeld is the, more in the elite eight. start to finish, uh, start to finish with a few episodes. Out, most of the Seinfeld episodes are thoroughly entertaining for me. Gotcha. So. so then who comes out on top? Wire? Uh, yeah, no, the wire, the wire would beat the Simpsons if it's a one four. Um, there's no, uh, there, there's no way. Um, Simpsons has the history, has, has all, all the tradition, but the wire is uh, just too good of chemistry and too unique and uh, uh, a pretty unbelievable show. So. And then uh, Breaking Bad over Seinfeld, or do you take Seinfeld in the slight upset? Um, you know, Seinfeld is more, I haven't gone back and watched a lot of Breaking Bad because it's that kind of intense. It was an experience when it was happening. Yeah. I haven't gone back and watched it either. It's, I don't, there's a few of those episodes in the last season I don't want to relive a little bit because they were so 
kind of gut wrenching and white knuckly. I've right, but it, it it alters you. Yeah, as you went through this this transition through Walter White's life, I mean. I missed the first two seasons live, but mm-hmm. then caught up on Netflix. And then from then on, it was... I can't think of a TV show really since then that it's been like, I have to watch this episode. I have to watch the latest episode of Breaking Bad. I have to stay, like wait for it to come on the air. I'm not just going to like wait till it all comes out on Netflix. I have to watch it live. Like yeah. live or like the next day. Sure. Um but then Seinfeld, anytime it's on TBS or whatever, you it comes up, you leave it on, and yeah. it doesn't matter what episode it is. You're yeah, laughing. I know. So I don't know what the what the criteria is. One that's forever. I you know, I will say Seinfeld has forever changed me because I constantly reuse all the lines, and so <laughs> it's, it's half of your dialogue. It's it's pretty much I rip them off constantly. So um, <laughs> they've got. I I think they do win it. Um, they they would win that one. Um, but the wire still comes out on top. Boy, yeah. I think for my own ego, I've got to say the wire comes on top over Seinfeld, but I don't want to. What wanna... does that have to do with ego, though? Well, it's, I want to. I want to be a guy who's into cultured, uh, societal, uh, reflecting, important shows. Uh, you know. But Seinfeld was that. It, Seinfeld it kind re- of was reflected more, more the media landscape and less obviously less like everyday life in america yeah but but seinfeld, everybody, was a, but seinfeld yeah. became what pop culture was yeah that's a seinfeld that's true and the simpsons really it's true the same time period because ever everybody's seen seinfeld and the the wire still remains a little bit most people have seen it but it's still a little there's a lot of people who haven't really seen it um so yeah, I think on an everyday enjoyment, how it, much it's influenced my life in a lot of silly ways, but has brought a lot of you know levity and joy to me. Seinfeld would win, but The Wire would really put a scare into him for. So you think Seinfeld then? Yeah. Yeah. That's Seinfeld. Good. Seinfeld. Yeah. No, that's fair. Seinfeld in the end. That's fair. Um, I have to ask, uh, what are you watching now? Are you are you able to with kid and work? And- yeah, I'm trying. It's definitely a lot less. My free time has been constricted, uh, like a, a boa constrictor is wrapped around it. But um, I am watching Better Call Saul. In fact, I uh, I think you can call it binge watching for me because I was able to watch back to back episodes last night. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so that was just a real power through. But the are you in the second or third? What? Where are I, you? I'm now caught up live to the current season. Okay. Season number two, um, and so the uh, third episode left us in such a cliffhanger. We had to watch the fourth right away. And that was in. We're in season two right now. We're in season two. I think okay. we're four so episodes in. Yeah. I binged the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely love it. I yeah. think it's. It's. It's assuming that we've seen Breaking Bad and that we know that thing. But it's mm-hmm. also playing off of those expectations, right? We think that every moment, at any moment, we think that it's going to become Breaking Bad, but it doesn't. Yeah. I think that's great. I, I love the sixth, sixth episode with Mike's backstory, and that was just a brutal episode. Yes. Um, so I got to get caught up on the second season. Yes, they but, can change mood really quickly from kind of funny Jimmy Caper episodes to even in this season, you'll get more of Jimmy's angst and. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, when Mike's involved, it's uh, he's 
rare. Well, sometimes he's playing a little comic relief in his interactions with Jimmy, oh, yeah. but but it's uh, definitely that the episode the uh, they broke my boy episode was uh, was uh, was huge. That one I went oh, this shows this show still got that same. Yeah, that you know, Breaking Bad had yeah, Ben Skelling did was, a nice job. Yeah. That episode I finished and immediately went on IMDb to to go to uh, a guy who plays Mike. I, I always forget his name. Um, uh, Jonathan Banks. Yeah, Jonathan Banks. Yeah. Went to his immediately went to his uh, his IMDb and made sure that he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, which he was for uh, an, an Emmy and a Golden Globe. Very good. Um, what else are you watching? Better Call Saul is great. What else am I watching? That's a good question. Um, you know, I was watching a little bit of Transparent on Amazon. Is um, that good? I haven't watched it yet. Season one was really good. It's a li- it's pretty raw, um, as you might imagine, with that with the you know the subject that they cover, and then they I believe all the characters are deeply deeply flawed in their own ways. So. Um, season two, I was kind of watching, uh, maybe not as in-depthly. So, you know, I think I was one of those things where I'd put it on and I'd start, you know, looking at my phone or, um, so maybe that's a reflection on the show or is it on me? I don't know. See, I'm of the mind and I hear people saying like, oh, I really have to finish that book or, oh, I really have to finish that show or whatever. I'm of the mind like, if they don't make you keep watching and if they don't make you finish, that's their fault. That's not your fault. That's a very Obviously, good point. If, if you're in the middle of a movie and you know there's an emergency, you have to go. But you know, if I, I've read several books where I get halfway through and I just I look at the book and I go, I can't labor through that. I, I'm I'm not smart enough, I guess, or I don't know. Like I, it just doesn't connect with me. But I uh, recently started watching Bloodline. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it yet. No, I haven't. Netflix original. Uh, highly recommend it. That was one where I watched the first episode and went. Okay, yeah, this is really, really cool. Yeah. And then it all of a sudden it was I was done. And it was like, holy cow, that was the craziest three days of binging every moment I could. Yeah. That's a good point. To me that it. that is not your responsibility. Right. The show's yeah, it either grabs you or it doesn't, maybe. That's uh um you know, the sad, sad truth of the matter is, uh I've probably watched more hours of ABC's The Bachelor and Bravo's Real Housewife series over the last three to six months, then... Well, because you're a huge uh, fan. I should admit, publicly or privately. Uh, you know, the missus just loves those shows, and uh, she's made an arrangement with me that I'm, for the most part, especially with The Bachelor, I'm allowed to heckle openly. Okay. So that's the that's the trade off. Yeah. You watch with her, but you also get to make fun of it. I can make fun of it openly. Uh we'll put the closed captioning on sometimes. Um uh if the heckling gets a little too loud. Um sometimes <laughs> she, we'll she'll passive aggressively turn on the closed captioning. It's just it's just easier. We'll invite uh, you know, our dear friend and uh and neighbor Nathan Gale over and sometimes it gets a little overwhelming, so we have to put the uh we have to put the closed captioning on. Uh, I'm not allowed to interrupt uh, the Real Housewives as frequently. Uh, usually, I make a few cracks. That's more serious. I get a look, it's and then I yeah, it's it is serious. It is very serious. So uh, I worry about the effects of these long term effects of these shows on on my wife's uh, expectations. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it has the this same effects as meth does. 
I would, I would assume that it's about this. I'm really afraid. I should have taken a before picture. And a, I'll have to compare. Yeah. You, you don't have a mugshot to compare, so you, you should have taken yeah, a Yeah, but you know what? Uh, we're starting to come into baseball season, and so this these are the things I have to do okay. in the off season to, uh, you know, we just got done with football season. I don't force her to watch a lot of basketball, but there's a fair amount of college hoops. But it's the things I have to do to counteract the sports that appear on our television, I have to endure. Right, it's the trade-off. The most vapid reality shows you can imagine. <laughs> um, Houston Astros. Absolutely. Good season last year. Very good, uh, very good. What are they looking like this year? Uh, well, they're the team of the future today. Oh. So, uh, you know, we were ahead Probably of, right. uh, we uh, were ahead of, uh, you know, our projections last year. Thought they'd be pretty good, above 500 maybe. Uh, ended up almost winning the division. Went to the playoffs. Uh, put a huge scare into the, uh, the eventual World Series champion, right, Kansas, Kansas City Royals. Um, had one of the more epic uh, meltdowns in Houston sports history, which is saying something, uh, considering some of the things I've been through um, and others before me. Was that was that so much of a meltdown on Houston's part, or was that just Kansas City kind of being there? Kansas City, a little of both, a little of both. You know, the Royals, uh, you have to put uh, five wooden stakes in their heart before you yeah. can get rid of them. That's what makes them great. But um, had a four-run lead with six outs to go at home. You got to be able to close that out. So um, it was bitterly disappointing. Um, uh, yeah, that did one you, resonated. Did, when you were when you were watching that game and there's six six outs left, yeah, and you have four on lead. Are you going? We've got this, or are you going? Oh boy, how are they going to lose this? I was feeling that we had this until the first two batters of the next inning reached on silly things, yeah. and then silly things begat ridiculous things, and it's then it's a young team, though, yeah. right? Very young team. Uh, they're now they have full expectations. The targets on their back. Um, I, most people have them projected to win, win their division. Um, in the AL Central. The, uh, the AL West. AL West. Um, and a lot of people, they're a chic pick to go to the World Series, um, even though they still don't have the, a huge payroll. But the young talent is there, and um, yeah, they uh, went from a team I was kind of hate watching to uh, somebody who I, you know, a team I really enjoy enjoy following so well fredo it's been uh, uh awesome thanks for hanging out yeah thank you the, the loud noise podcast uh we'll have to have you back when the uh, astros win the world series very good well i hope uh, i hope this goes out to everyone in houston the only people who will be interested in the majority of the topics i discussed and albuquerque <laughs> uh for the rest of you in other parts of the country i'm sorry uh please bear with me thanks bud thanks man <laughs>